Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Money and me on your money. Only on Money FM 89.3. We're talking Singapore REITs today. I'm Michelle Martin. Let's check in with the S REIT benchmark, the iEdge S REIT index this morning at 1,383.71. We'll take a look at the fluctuations that we've seen between May and now, and we'll ask which local REITs can benefit from reopening measures with my guest, Kenny Lowe, REIT specialist and independent financial advisor. How are you, Kenny? Hi, I'm good. Thank you, Michelle. So I was mentioning to Kenny that I had headed out for a buffet over the weekend. But, you know, things have changed and we're reading these commentaries about companies that will be retooling their buffet lines and it just wasn't the same having an a la carte buffet and having all the stuff brought to your table because, you know, you can't be as greedy as you usually are at the buffet line. Uh, and I found myself stopping at round one and not, you know, asking for more and more and more. But buffets aside, F&B, uh, hotels, cinemas, ho- um how are they all going to benefit from the cautious reopening that we are seeing locally? So, Kenny, if we asked which local REITs are you likely to spotlight as those benefiting from the type of reopening that we're seeing here locally? Right. Uh, based, based on my analysis, basically, I can group them into three different categories. Uh, the first category would be the office and retail uh, uh, REITs. So we have the uh, office and retail rate in the CICT, Capital Integrated Commercial Trust, and also MCT, Maple Tree Commercial Trust, and also Suntech City. This belongs to the first group because uh, when we are back to uh, work in the office itself, mm-hmm. basically the retail sales at the uh, city central area probably will be going up. And, and also the F&B business in the city area will be, will be taking up. So, so uh, in CICT itself, uh, 49% actually business is coming from retail and also MCT, uh, 41% from retail. Suntech, about 19%. So that would be the first group that can benefit uh, from the reopening when majority of the worker back to the office. So I would uh, uh, so-called uh, more bullish about uh, this category. So and subsector-wise, the- you're looking at... Uh- CICT, MCT and Suntech, Maple Tree Commercial Trust and Suntech REIT. Got it. Yeah, Suntech REIT. Yeah, because they have the retail uh, together with the office space. Mm-hmm, right, makes sense. You need to work during a lunch time anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you need right? to work during lunch. Uh, sorry, work and eat during a lunch time. That's why you can hang out uh, at those F and B and those things. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So the second category uh, probably will be the pure retail play. Uh, those are the suburban mall, for example, Fraser Center Point. Mm. Uh, the impact will not be so so big because majority of us working from home, basically the business uh, or the retail sales are back to normal pre-COVID uh, level. But uh, with the reopening of the cinema and all those uh, F&B, we can cater for more capacity. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely this group of uh, uh, REIT itself, uh, you have a better uh uh, earnings or dividend moving forward, uh, FCT and also SPH. Because SPH has uh, more in Clementy, Clementy more. Right? This, SPH, this read you're talking about. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, SPH, yeah. read. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Then the third group will be the tourism and also hospitality sector related. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a CDL work here, about 66% uh, uh, hotel in Singapore. So with the border reopening, 
so more and more tourists are coming in. The hotel business is expected to do well. Mm-hmm. Far East has 100% exposure in Singapore. So uh, Singapore reopening will be doing well also. And the last one will be the Star Hill Global, 68% uh, uh, exposed to the retail and also uh, also the tourism. But this sector will take some time uh, in the, the more re- reopening because I, I don't think that immediately they'll back to the pre-COVID level. They'll take some time. Fantastic overview of plays uh, for reopening. Kenny, are you seeing asset valuations picking up? At the present moment, based on the latest business update and also the earnings result, I don't see any significant uh, NAV adjustment, net asset value adjustment. And probably we have to wait until the closing of the current financial year when the uh, REIT manager itself do the portfolio revaluation. Uh, then I would see that uh, the NV to be adjusted by by end of the financial year. So at the present moment, no. Okay. Now we know there's seven S REITs in the Straits Times Index that make up close to 14% of the benchmark. And these seven S REITs have generated uh, a total return average of about 5.2% in the third quarter here in Singapore to date till August the 5th. So these seven REITs outperforming the STI, which gained 1.6% over the same period. Uh, apart from the sector's outperformance, what are you seeing in terms of institutional inflows are institutional investors' confidence in S-REITs returning? And if so, which are benefiting? So far, uh, the S-REIT index itself also behaves like uh, when they are reopening. After we op- reopen uh, for a while, everybody happy. Then the, after the case, number of cases spike up, then we go back to the heightened alert again. <laughs> so la- I think last month I saw about uh, S-REIT uh, index is going to break out. But this breakup failed. Now, the S-rate index go back to quarantine, self-quarantine, and also uh, in a hibernation mode again. So, we are trading in the range. So, if you look at a total a big institution, uh, I don't see a lot of big institutional fund is really come back to Singapore itself. If I compare to other regions, for example, uh, if you look at the iShare Global REIT ETF, mm-hmm. uh, this REIT ETF itself uh, has been on the upward trend for past 16 months. Right? But wow. our S3 index has been on the sideways movement for the past 14 months. So one is uptrend, one is sideways. And, and based on fundamental side, uh, the price to book for the S3 is about 1.05 and the DPU about 5.46. Mm-hmm. And this uh, global ETF, the distribution yield is about 2.33. There is a yield spread difference between the Singapore rate and also global rate of 4% versus 1%. So I would expect uh, moving forward, that would be the rotation back from the developed market uh, or all those global REIT uh, uh, ETF back to the S REIT space because based on the attractive valuation and also the, the upside potential. All right. Kenny, in the event that we do see COVID numbers, like you say, you know, you, you expect a breakout. Uh, was it last month or last month or this month you were expecting a breakout? And then that didn't happen. So in the event of headwinds from COVID's resurgence, how can we as investors balance our reopening playbooks with more defensive plays? Yeah, I think the investors, first, first thing first, they really have to understand their own objective. I think that is the most important thing. Mm-hmm. If the investor objective is just pure dividend play because they rely on the consistent and also uh, uh, regular dividend payout, yep. uh, basically they should not take too much risk. And, and they should look at a portfolio and stay with those REITs uh, which provide the, the, the stable dividend quarter over quarter and, and uh, every year. So, so, so these are dividend play. Then, then don't, don't, don't go and uh, uh, put 
uh, allocate to more aggressive asset classes or, for example, in the hospitality sector. Mm-hmm. But the other group of investors, if you want to have more uh, aggressive play, uh, you want to participate in the capital gain, mm-hmm. uh, of course, they can look at those uh, aggressive sectors like hospitality sector and also retail, which we beaten down very badly by the, the COVID-19. Because moving forward, uh, with the reopening, the valuation, the net asset value itself is expected to grow. And at the same time, the dividend will be returned. If these two are uh, 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 growing in the DPO and also growing in the NAV, that will also support a share price moving forward. So, mis- yep, go ahead. Go. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's, very, uh, it's very much depends on what is the claim. Then uh, the investor that can uh, build a core and satellite portfolio, for example, if they are looking at pure dividend play, maybe they have 100% and 0%. Right, 100% dividend play mm-hmm. and also 0% capital gain. Mm-hmm. They also can construct a maybe more hybrid, 70% dividend play yep. and 30% uh, for the upside. If they want to balance the risk, uh, volatility and also the dividend, maybe they can go for 50-50. Got it. Are there some stronger assets, um, you know, given AUM profiles, uh, subsector-wise, for example? What do you think of industrial REITs as defensive plays? Industry rate has been pretty resilient, especially on those logistics sector. So mm. industrial uh, rate is a very good defensive play. Okay, great. And finally, Kenny, do you expect, you know, we're, we're looking at ESR Cayman and their proposed acquisition of ARA. That's been in the headlines at all to gain scale in the new economy, of course. Um, just when I think the last time you were on, we were talking about the acquisition spree of REITs during the COVID period. Do you expect these acquisitions will gain momentum? Yeah, actually, the momentum is getting greater and greater. If you look at the beginning of the year, the mm-hmm. number of acquisitions until the reasoning is is awoken. I just I just took a, a look at the the recent acquisition. We have about seventeen acquisitions wow. just for the past three months. Wow, seventeen. Right, and mm. it's expected because it's uh, under the low interest rate environment, and also higher debt room for the uh, REIT to really go for acquisition for the future growth. So, so besides looking at the REIT itself, I'm also uh, look beyond the REIT manager itself. I'm looking at the sponsor, I, and I try to figure out what the sponsor is trying to do. Right. Mm. So there are some very interesting findings. Okay. Uh, the the reason uh, acquisition spree, uh, quite a number of uh, REIT managers itself, they are venture into the data center. Right. Mm-hmm. You can see that uh, Capital DC continue to uh, uh, acquire data center. Now I'm seeing that Ascenders India REIT, they also acquire data center in India. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the interesting one, the most interesting one is land list. Uh, as a sponsor, mm-hmm. they created a structure, Landlist Data Center Partner, and they launched the first data center development in Japan. And the investment mandate can be uh, invest in Australia, China, Japan, Malaysia, and Singapore. So, up to your imagination, will there be another data center coming out in Singapore? Mm. Right? That, that, that's, that's one of them. Data center is getting caught. And the other thing, just now you, you mentioned the ESR Cayman proposed acquisition in the ARA. Yeah. Right? This will also uh, uh, expose uh, ESR into a different rate for some Suntech. Because ARA has a 2.7% uh, in Suntech city, uh, Suntech rate and 9.5% stake in ARA Hospitality uh, Trust and 11% in ARA Logos Logistics Trust and 0.5% in Fortune with Hong Kong. Those, those are AI. If you look at 
all the different REIT portfolio, uh, which the EFR has a footprint in, just up to your imagination, if they can uh, merge ESR REIT, Sabana REIT, in APEC REIT, ARA Logos REIT, that will become, uh, this combination will become the seventh largest REIT in SGX because the total market cap for all these four REITs is about $4.8 billion. Fantastic. So looking at scale, tremendous scale. You know, when we talk about the recent SRE acquisitions, you see data centers as a trend. Um, do you also see the trend is to, to look outside of Singapore? Because the majority of acquisitions announced, I think, were outside of Singapore. Yeah, yeah. Singapore is just too small. And those are you attractive acquisition in Singapore, there are not many. So, so in order for the REIT to grow and also have some new creative acquisition, we, they have to look up on Singapore. So one interesting thing on the acquisition, okay, mm. first, first time I see in Singapore, Escort started uh, to uh, acquire uh, PSBA, Purpose Built uh, Student Accommodation. So we have a first student accommodation uh, asset class in the Escort resident uh, class uh, moving forward. So you have hospitality REITs looking at purpose-built student accommodation assets in their portfolios. And you think this are going to figure more significantly? I think that uh, that will kickstart a trend because based on this uh, COVID-19, or I think the hospitality uh, sector, they have started to realise that uh, it is it's just too volatile, uh, depends on the tourist arrival. They need to have some uh, stable income, that kind of portfolio, and mm. also to, to, to stabilize this kind of volatility. Because you can see that uh, Eagle Hospitality Trust mm-hmm. has report, they are gone, right? And also ARA Hospitality Trust, uh, uh, they, they are never pay out any single dividend uh, until now. Okay. So, so they need a component to really enable to pay out the dividend uh, regularly and also to service their uh, debt obligations. Interesting insight as we're seeing the, the hospitality REITs perhaps make a slow transition. Really fascinating. Kenny, thank you for your overview of uh, the S-REIT moment right here in Singapore. We appreciate it. Thank you, Michelle. He's Kenny Lowe, REIT specialist and independent financial advisor with us here on Money and Me. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.